0: Welcome, welcome. It is Rebecca. We are on day two of the show up and shine challenge. I am so glad that you are here and I promise you this is going to be worth your time. All of this information that I bring to you guys, I promise you, I put so much work into it and it's really valuable, good information to help you to grow and get to the next level. So today we are going to be talking about something. Well, the topic is getting out of your own way. But particularly within that topic, what we're gonna be talking about is for us to be able to surrender so that we can allow ourselves to move forward. And what our tendency is is to come at our success and everything that we have to do with what I would refer to as a pushing energy. So how many times have you heard people say or you yourself have said, I'm so determined to make it I'm so determined to reach my goal and for a long time I used to think that being determined was a really good thing but what I'm going to teach you here today is that being determined is sometimes the wrong way to approach things so what I'm going to be sharing with you is about the art of surrendering Because what you actually need, what we think that we need is more. We think that we need to be more. We think that we need to have more in order to be successful. But actually it's more of a simplification. And so when you get into the state of surrendering, then you are allowing the things that you already possess, the things that are already there that you aren't noticing to come to the surface. And so I'm gonna share with you this concept of how we can get out of our own way by surrendering. So if you haven't got it already, it's in the notes up above, and you just need to go ahead and print out or use the online fillable version, both are there, for your workbook. These workbooks have all the notes. I go through them, right in order, and then I give you a worksheet in the back that lets you put into action whatever it was that we talked about so that you can make it real to you. As we get on to day two here in this information, then again, what we're going to be talking about is what pushing is, what that looks like, what the difference is of what surrender is and what that looks like and how you want that in your life. And then we're going to be talking about once you're able to surrender, you're able to take intentional action and what intentional action looks like. And so ultimately, you're going to basically learn how to lead without ego, through this training. I like to anchor all of my days with a scripture. So the scripture is I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize. And that is Philippians three thirteen. Put the scripture in here because it really is true that we do need to let go of so many things and just stay focused on our purpose. You probably know, and if you've been around me, I've told you a lot of times that our purpose is really here for us to be here to serve. We're here to serve. We're here as a purpose, whatever our purpose is, it includes other people. And we're here to make a difference and an impact for good here on this earth and that's your mission if you choose to accept it. So it's my job to try to help you to see where you've been deceived and see what you've been doing that's in your human nature and help you to align more with the way that God wants you to live your life, okay? So the pushing, what does that look like? Well, one of the ways that you may be pushing, and I see a lot of people do this, is having expectations. And what that can look like is, let me just tell you a story. I have a friend who is new to the real estate industry and then she had a friend that listed her house with someone else and it really hurt her feelings. And so I was chatting with her and I had to share with her, well, we really need to let go of having expectations of what other people will do. And she had to really come to terms with that and recognize that just because we think that they should and we kind of have an expectation because maybe their friend or family that they'll purchase from us, that they'll work with us, that they're going to do something with us because we have something to offer that they would want to support us there's other factors involved and we can't have expectations of other people and how they're going to behave and what they're going to do. So it's very important for us to manage our expectations. And so when you are having an expectation of how somebody will respond, what they will do, what you think, how they should behave, whether it be a team member or somebody you are trying to offer something to somebody in your family, then what that does is it causes a pushing energy because you are being controlling and wanting them to fall in line with what your expectations are. And furthermore, you may not know that unhappiness and disappointment come from when you have expectations that reality is not lining up with those expectations and it's causing like a gap. So here is your expectation and then here is reality and when those are not meeting up at all, then you're feeling an emptiness, a disappointment. And so the root of unhappiness is our expectations aren't aligning with our reality. And so we need to manage our expectations so that we can be more in alignment And of course you can take action to try to align your expectations with your reality. Let's just say in that scenario about her friend, maybe during this time, even though she was new, she could have done more to make sure that her friend knew and valued her for what she could bring as a real estate agent. Or maybe if you've ever had that situation where a friend or family member worked with maybe somebody else than you when you had something to offer and it hurt your feelings, Maybe there was other things that you could have done. So there's always actions that we can take, but we want to stop having expectations for other people's behavior. The only thing we can control is ourself. And if we're trying to control other people's behavior, we are going to continue to be unhappy and disappointed. And that means we're pushing and making other people uncomfortable as well. So hopefully that makes sense. The next part is is that you're pushing because you're busy. It used to be that somebody would always answer about that they're so busy, it was almost like wearing it like a badge of honor because that meant somehow that because they were busy, they were living an important life. But things have really shifted and more truth has come into that and busy is no longer held in the same value as it once was. The same as multitasking is no longer held as a value. Actually, what's better than being busy is being calm and organized and intentional. And so when we are really, really busy, sometimes that can cause impatience with us because we're running from here to there we only have so much time it makes anxiety in us we're frustrated with everyone else because they're in our way you know we're busy we're overwhelmed we're dropping things we're we're dropping the ball on things that we had committed to because we just have too much on our plate we're too busy so when you are too busy then you are going to experience more pain in your life And so that is why I love this saying, and it's that you can either lead your life or you can continue to follow it around. And that is where instead of being busy, you want to start getting intentional. And we'll talk about that a little bit later and you can get a little more insight into that, what that looks like. But I want you to understand that being busy makes it feel pushy. The other thing is, what about you and all the times that you say, I have to. I have to do this, I have to do that. And you're just constantly having this energy and this feeling within yourself of like, you don't have freedom, you don't have choices. And I remember at one point, I was so overwhelmed with life and all the things that I had put on my plate because I was busy. And I was like, I have to do dishes, I have to, you know, all the things that I had to do. I had to pay bills, I had to clean the house. And then I really recognized and realized that I don't have to do anything. I I might have to fight with my husband about it later if I leave everything a mess, but I don't have to do the dishes, I don't have to clean the house, I don't have to do laundry, I don't have to make phone calls, I don't have to leave my house and go anywhere. So it is what I'm choosing to do. And so if I'm not in control of my choices, then I'm causing my own pushing of myself. And I'm telling myself I have to when actually I don't have to do anything. I can choose at any time what I'm going to do. And now I know you might be thinking, but I have kids and I have to care for them. And I'm not saying, you know, let your kids starve or things like that. But I think it's about changing your heart posture about what you are doing. And we're going to be talking about turning those have to's into want to's. And so that it doesn't feel so much like a burden. And a lot of times you're coming from the have to's because you are so empty. So we're going to be covering that too. The next thing is that whole determination that you have. So I have seen it so many times and it's usually the people that are just driver personalities that they're just so determined. And I have been ambitious since forever. I just always wanted to be, I'm growth minded, I always have wanted to move forward, I've always wanted to overcome and see what's next and push myself, very determined person in my in my ways. but. The reason why determination can be a very negative thing is because it's, again, that heart posture of like, why are you so determined to do that? And many times at the crust of determination is that you feel insecure and you don't feel like you're enough. So you are working because you are trying to make everybody else see and you're so determined to prove your worth to everybody else. And that is the hard truth. That that is a lot of time the root of determination. It's ego. It's ego of feeling the need to prove yourself to other people, wanting other people to see that you're working so hard and to give you accolades. And you're so determined to achieve because you feel like when you have those things in your life and you have those titles and you have the possessions and whatever it is that you're so determined to get that life is going to be better for you but again we need to check our ego and we need to check our heart posture of why we're doing what we're doing are we doing it because we want something for ourselves and we're looking at it selfishly and we're just trying to get everybody to tell us that we're enough or are we doing it because it's the right thing to do there's a complete difference so what the next part of pushing is impatience so I already talked about how busyness plays into that when we are being impatient then it makes us get weary and we miss out on just having faith of continuing to sow those seeds so yesterday when we were talking about consistency then I was talking about that You are gonna be doing work today that you don't know when you're gonna see the results of it, but you have to have faith that consistently showing up and doing the work is going to reap a harvest for you. And so often we get impatient and we either stop sowing the seeds because we haven't seen our harvest yet, or we're impatient where we start feeling like we deserve to have our results now. We're impatient because we lose, we lose hope that it's ever going to happen for us. And we've been working so long and we just are, are impatient at we're not where we want to be. We're not leading the life that we want to live yet, but it takes patience for us and that surrender that we're going to be talking about for us to actually align ourselves with what God wants to give us. Because one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is patience. And we can't get that if we are not abiding in him and in his spirit and aligning with his ways. And so when that patience comes into your life and you really have that ability to stand and know that he is God and that he has you held and that the things that you are being called to do and that the work of your hands is going to be blessed, that is when things will start to happen. It's an amazing thing. And I'm talking to you guys all about this pushing stuff because I've done all of these things wrong. And as I've analyzed things and as God has revealed things, as I've changed out of just sheer, what we're gonna be talking about next, desperation of like, I was so desperate to see a different result and I kept doing the same thing over and over and over and I was getting the same result and maybe that's been your story as well. And so we have to be patient and We don't want to be approaching things in a desperate way. So when we are desperate, sometimes that can be our moment of surrender to God. And that's good. But sometimes that desperation, let's just say that maybe financially you are having some struggles and you need to make this work. And So you become in this desperate pushing energy so that when you're doing things, there's so much on the line for you that your customers and the people that you're supposed to be serving can feel it. And it makes them feel nervous because they recognize that you aren't putting them first, that you have an agenda. And so we don't ever want to be in a desperate state. We don't want to be in the have to state. We don't want to be impatient and we don't want to be desperate. We want to be centered and full and here to serve. It's completely different when you agree. So then the last one on pushing is you don't want to be fake. My course is called Authentically You and my whole thing is teaching you to see how amazing you are, to stand in who God created you to be so that you can show up to the world and shine your light. My company name is called Inspiring Your Shine because that is what I want for you. You already have such amazing light and everything you are, how you're knitted together is perfect. And so you just have to tap into that. You have to be authentically you. But when you are in a fake pushing energy you're trying so hard to show everybody again your value and your worth and you're being fake because you're so afraid that people you need to put up this perfection you know something that isn't real that this is my perfect life with my perfect husband my perfect children in my life and perfect money and we go on vacation and everything's perfect and it's fake And I'm not saying that you should be sharing all of your stuff out there, but I want you to start being more humble and not coming at things with this perfectionist mindset where you have to protect everybody. You have to protect yourself from everyone knowing that you aren't perfect. You don't have to be perfect. You could be authentic. You are enough. We're exactly where you are. You could be a beautiful mess right along with me, and we are just going to show up where we are today. We're going to keep striving for more. But we're not going to be fake because fakeness gives a pushing energy that people can see right through they see that you are not being authentic when somebody is so centered with themselves and they're authentic it pulls you in and that's what you want that is what we want to be a modern influencer here at the end i'm going to be teaching you how to show up and influence people and that's what it takes so surrender let's get into what we want to be doing and what that looks like and feels like so surrender and i said before and i'm going to say it again is that we don't need more and we don't even need to be doing more we actually need to be doing less we need to be focusing on the things that are most important in our life and in our actions and so when we're talking about surrender the first word that i have here is freedom and freedom has been one of my favorite words forever. Because from the time that I was small, I felt so bound up, like I had no choices. Maybe you have felt that way too. And so I always just love that word of freedom because I just thought one day if I have money, then I'll have choices and I'll be free. And one time, the first time I was sitting with a life coach, She wasn't even a Christian, but I just was so impacted by what she said. You know, I was sitting across from her and I was like, I just want to be free. I just want to be free. And for me, I was meaning like, I need money, you know? And what she told me was, freedom is free. You can be free right now. And I was like, but you don't understand. I need money to be free. And she's like, no, no, you don't. Freedom is your choice. You are thinking that that's what you need, but freedom is free, and so that is what surrender looks like is that you truly are able to just be completely free and allow yourself to be happy and to laugh and to feel peace and to just be without having to have anything tangible. It's a heart posture. And of course, finances are going to give us more choices and we want those things. But I just want you to know that part of surrendering is finding that freedom in your heart posture and just allowing that freedom to fill it in any given moment. You, it's your thoughts that are controlling and your beliefs. So at any moment, you can change the way you think. You can change your beliefs and you can have a different way of being. You can have peace in no matter what situation you're in today, you can have freedom. And then joy is the next word and that goes right along with it. Did you know that joy is not the same as happiness? Joy is that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're experiencing, no matter how much pain, no matter how much of anything that you have going on in your life that could be perceived as negative, it actually means that you feel peaceful And you can praise the Lord and be faithful and continue on, even though you have struggle. And so think about in the Bible, when Paul is in the prison and he's like just singing, like his arms raised, just praising the Lord in prison, not knowing what was going to happen to him. That is joy. And so we can have that too. That's surrender. That's a principle. That's another gift of the Holy Spirit. The next one is servanthood surrender is servanthood because so many times we're trying to sell and do and all of these things but are we really here to be of service at any given moment with what you're doing are you doing it because you want to serve with your whole heart or are you just looking out for your own agenda so we want to change our posture to being of service to other people and then the the next one is allowing. And so I did a whole podcast about this of like how we block our own success and everything that we want from pushing so hard. We're pushing so hard that it's putting so much energy out there to doing the things that don't matter. We're being very deceived and we're actually blocking the things that we really, really want and need and desire. And so when we allow, we're allowing those things and inviting those things into our life because we are letting go. So do you remember when I was a kid, there was this popular saying about if if you, if you hold on to something too much, then you'll kill it. But if if you let it go, it'll come back to you. And so that's that whole philosophy of like, we have to learn to to let go, to allow things and to trust and have faith that good things are coming our way. And sometimes we have to let go of things that we think that we need so that we can allow room for the things that are actually going to give us the life that we desire. And there's usually always a change and we're resistant to change. And so we hold on to what we know, but it's like, God just wants to say, okay, I've already given you this. You've mastered it. I've had you here. You, you, it's time for you to move on and, and you have to, to let go. There's, it's a painful process to let go of what was, to allow what is to come. So hopefully you get that. And um, the next one is abundance. Surrender looks like abundance. That if we really were able to approach everything with being able to know and understand that nothing is impossible with God. Every single thing that you could possibly want, endless things of everything that you need is, is there ready to be poured upon you. There's nothing that you are lacking that cannot be fulfilled that you cannot have God is the provider of all things and it is all there for you. So that is what that scripture is is you lead me to the green pastures, I lay down in the green pastures. What that is talking about is full satisfaction that God can provide that for you. But it's not going to happen if you don't start focusing on abundance instead of having a limiting belief and limiting mindset. If you stop putting limitations on what God can do in and through you and around you and be faithful in your prayer, then you really can open yourself up to so much more. And I'm sure that you've heard testimonies of people that have gotten to that state. And if you're not there, it's only because you are looking and focusing on the lack. And God says that at any given moment, we get to choose life or death. So it is our choices that are giving us the life that we are leading. We're creating it with our own choices so we can start making better choices today we can start leaning into the abundance of what God has for us and trusting that he's going to provide for us and he's going to you know if we do the work he is going to give the provision and and that's the thing we can't just sit around and do nothing and just selfishly want to receive we have to be out there and be of service we need to be doing everything that we can do and then our blessing will come surrender is also having no agenda and we don't want to have an agenda again, back to that expectation thing. And a lot of times when we are doing something, we have a goal in mind of what we want from that person when we're having conversations or what we're trying to do. And we need to be intentional like that. But I think that there's a difference between being intentional and having an agenda. So I really think that if you're showing up in a service mind and attitude, then that agenda is going to, um, not be there so much because you're really only there to serve and you don't necessarily care what that looks like for you because you just want to be of service to other people and so it it allows you to let go of your agenda that you're not doing it to get something out of it you're giving freely of yourself does that make sense and then the last thing on surrender is surrender is fullness and I already touched on it a little bit so if, if you can picture that the green pastures and laying down in the green pastures reason why that is i had heard that a sheep never stops eating and grazing so if they lay down that means that they're just so full they're so satisfied that they couldn't possibly need anything else and so can you imagine a life of fullness where you are so satisfied that you truly feel so full that you really don't need anything else and I think that in America in particular, we're so spoiled and we always just want more and more and need and need. And I think that there is something beautiful in simplicity and really getting to a place of like, I, I know that I can have more and it's not wrong to, to be looking toward having more cause God can give us all of it. But what if we just felt satisfied wherever we're at today? What if we could feel full today without anything else changing? And wouldn't that be amazing? And so that's what surrender gives you. And, and I, I want you to recognize that the difference between pushing and then the difference between when you're in a surrendered state. And it's all about service, faith, being, and being satisfied and present and mindful of your moments. And not feeling like you need more, that you're satisfied with what is right now. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And um, so that's kind of just to give you some ideas about that. I don't expect all of us to be able to step into that today, but I just want you to know that that's what God has for us. And then we have inspired action. So once we stop pushing and we're getting more into those surrendered states, our heart is right. And that's really what surrender is, is that our heart is just more in alignment with God's best for us and his will for us. If we're in the word, we're going to be experiencing so much more of this but inspired action is courageous. Do you know that you don't have courage until you actually start taking action? And so we need to start getting courageous. There's so many examples in the Bible where God will call somebody to do something so big. And there's, of course, the example in Jeremiah where he's about to go into this big battle and he's just like oh lord i'm you know he's basically so scared and and god says be courageous i am with you and so we need to be courageous too and know that the things that we have to do that are uncomfortable the things that we have to push ourselves to that change and the letting go and the pain of of that because it's so much easier for our brain to want to stay in a same mode of everything stays the same it all stays stable there's nothing to make you feel afraid because you're not pushing yourself you're staying in a comfort zone but we have to push against that that's our human nature our human nature our brain wants to keep us safe and small and god calls us to be courageous And so we need to make sure that we are pushing the limits of what we are doing, that we need to stay on the edge of scared. And we're taking action while we're scared and afraid, trusting and having faith that God has us held and He is that there's good things ahead, that there's a victory ahead when we take action. The next thing about inspired action is that we need to make sure that whatever we're doing is very much in alignment with who we were created to be. And how you know that is, When you're doing things that you're really good at, it feels easy and effortless and it feels in flow. You'll feel confident doing it. And so often we start building all these skills and things that we were never meant to do. And maybe we took them on because we had to to survive or because we just have this responsibility thing, being moms or whatever it might be. But the thing is, we need to make sure that we are doing the things that we're supposed to be doing in this world. Like, what are the things that you're good at? Those are the things you should be doing. What are you purposed and called to do? That should be your focus. Being of service to others, that's your purpose. That's your alignment. So I want to point out that sometimes people will get into a job or a business doing something that is not really in alignment with who they are and what they're called to do. And and then they stay and they stay and they stay and they're out of alignment and they can't move forward because they need to shift and get into alignment. And I remember um, one time I was with a friend and I was in a, a direct sell business at the time that I just, my heart had kind of changed about it and I was wanting to move past it. And she said, you know, you're really good at that, but what if you could be great at something? But what that would mean is that I would have to break away from what I was good at. And so that really transformed me, that statement of, what if you could be great and you're settling for the good instead and so I at that moment made a courageous decision that evening and I signed up for my first coaching program and that's when I first stepped into doing these things that I'm doing for you to try to encourage you and try to uplift you and help you to step into your best self and that's who I was created to be and I'm being of service to you because I truly want your best and it gives me so much satisfaction and fullness to see you rise it does. And I want that for you. So the the next thing is, is that you'll have to be a little audacious to take inspired action. And that means that you're going to have to just put yourself in a state of assuming that people want to hear and you have to ask. So you have to be a little audacious. You have to ask people for the sale. You have to ask people, follow up and get back to them and audaciously maybe bother them even sometimes. Now, I teach a lot of tactics and I, I have a great way of teaching people how to show up in a non-pushy, loving, servanthood way and you've been building your expertise and um, showing up so hopefully they wouldn't be mad at you or anything but you will have to get a little audacious. There will be things that you have to do that other people are unwilling to do but if you want the big prize and the victory, you will have to do the things that other people are unwilling to do. and and it's gonna get you out of your comfort zone. So you're gonna have to be audacious. You're gonna have to take audacious action and dream big and just really put yourself out there And you're going to have to be self-assured. And I talked about in a couple of challenges ago about confidence. And confidence really is being in self-acceptance. Like really having a centering of like, I like who I am. I know that I have great value to offer. And just being completely self-assured that you can help people. That you are enough. That you're worthy. And so self-assurance is... Is what inspired action is so coming from a place that as I've grown and I've become I actually talk to people about how I am my one of my biggest fans I can actually be so proud and self-assured about what I'm creating and I can read something or listen back to something that I have done which of course it's not really me it's like God flowing through me and me fulfilling my mission with my gifts that he gave me but I can feel an assuredness in that. And that is inspired because when I take action from a self-assured place, then I get more results. When you take action from a place of, I know that what I have to offer is going to help you, that it can be good for you. I'm not letting go of my agenda. I'm here to serve you. I'm being audacious and I'm asking you and I'm letting go and not having any expectations about how you're going to receive it because that's not my job. My job, my only job is to offer my job is to offer and that's that's what I want you to get into that state of taking inspired action where you have that kind of a mindset when you're going into it. Like I'm just offering you this. It's a gift. I believe in it and you're so certain about it that it makes people go, hmm, maybe I do want that and you get so many more results that way and then um, enthusiasm. I heard the other day about energy is measurable, and that's not a woo woo thing. That's actually science, and God made everything. And so, enthusiasm, and if you were truly in an energy sense measuring with a scientific tool, vibration, enthusiasm is a very, very high vibration and so that means that when you are enthusiastic then you are putting out vibes to other people that are is very attractive to them and so we want to make sure that we're being very enthusiastic with what we are doing and we are are totally on board with what we're doing and we're having fun with it it makes such a difference And keeping things light and fun. People don't want to be a part of so many serious things. And sometimes I feel like I've been called to a high calling in that I talk about deep, serious things. And I actually had somebody once. She's actually in this group, so she's not totally hating me. But once she just was like, I hate this. I hate this kind of work because she's a entertainer girl. She loves to laugh and, and the lighter things in life, she doesn't like the heavy stuff of really looking inside of yourself and changing and, you know, holding yourself accountable. And so, you know, what I do is kind of heavy sometimes, but we have to try to do whatever we can to keep things light and easy and fun and airy because people are drawn to that. So always try to create some kind of a vibe of like laughter and fun and, and, um, Try to put that in your brand somehow because people enjoy it. And so the last thing about inspired action is that it has to be all in mentality. You have to be 100% committed. You can't be straddling the fence half in, half out, you know, doing one thing over here and one thing over here. You need to get to a place where what you're focusing on, at least in that moment, it is you are all in committed to that thing at that time. And that's a really valuable thing that people who are successful, that is what they learn how to do. They learn how to be all in, committed, focused, and putting it all on the line for what it is that they are going after. And that's the kind of focus and intention and commitment that we need in order to make something good couple of little things that I want to just add in here at the end here are overall what this is and what I'm talking about is is that you need to lead with love and not ego. Love is so different than your ego which is about you. It's about accolades. It's about protecting yourself from criticism. It's about selfish ambition and love is about being servant to others love is giving love is you know no expectations you know what i mean like we want to lead with love and not ego and that is what's going to make the difference in our business i promise you and so tomorrow we're going to be going over well first of all make sure that you do your worksheet what your worksheet is going to consist of is helping you to work through some of these things that i talked about for yourself so it's going to help you to make your own plan about understanding your customer and what they need and what they want because when we're marketing we want to make sure that we know that what's in it for them it's not about us what are we trying to do for them how are we being of service to them and Um, I ask you about being courageous, what does that look like for you and being in alignment and what is your audacious action and and how can you bring fun and enthusiasm in. So I'm helping you to make this real for you so make sure that you do your homework and um, then on tomorrow day three. What we're going to be covering is about conquering your fears. And I'm gonna give you some very specific things helping you understand fear better. And we've talked about this before in the past, but I'm gonna bring up some pretty cool things about fear of success is one of them, which is really cool. I don't think we talk about that very often. So kind of different approach to fear and a fear talk that you haven't heard from me before. So um, I am excited for you to be able to get that information tomorrow about fear. So show up for that. But I guess I do have a little bit more time here. And so I'll go ahead and go over the very last part of this. And that is when we're leading with love, what that means is that we wanna set aside our own agenda so that we can show up in full service of other people. And so every action that you're taking in your business, it needs to be where you are really there to be servant to others. And then I want you to consider like that you are, so independent and you're possibly doing all the things by yourself i think i mentioned this yesterday we have to get to a place where we're asking for help from other people identifying areas and opening up our wallets to hire people for different things and it doesn't even have to be like a lot maybe it's just a 20 dollars for a babysitter now and again so that you can get something productive done in your business or go on a date with your husband that is much needed in your relationship. Maybe it's investing a little bit in a, you know, a meal program, paying five dollars to get your groceries and you pick them up instead of having to spend an hour at the grocery store. Maybe it is, you know, spending $50 to somebody that you could get introduced to that can come and do some light housekeeping for you just to help you to get caught up. You know, maybe it's it's something else in your business where you pay somebody to do a task in your business that's kind of mundane and that anyone can do that you don't have to have your hands in. Whether that's even setting up social media, you can tell them what you wanna say in the pictures and they can actually go in and schedule it for you. And so we need to stop trying to do all the things by ourselves and we need to think about how could I get help? What are the things that I could get help with? And how can I find a way to find money in the budget to do that so that I can be freed up to really not be so busy to, you know, to be able to focus and have the energy to share my energy with other people. And I think that I'm talking about it in another place. I hope I didn't skip it, but you know, we need to get to a place where we are able to give from a full cup. And that means that it's We need to let go of things in our life and we need to simplify things in our life. We need to let go of the things that we volunteer for that are no longer serving us, that the time is past. Or we need to let go of spending a lot of time with particular people maybe because it's just sucking a lot of time. It's not really moving us forward. It's very important for you to really be analyzing your life that way. And lastly, I just want to say that you making progress doesn't need to be painful. So when it comes to your success and your journey, we can do this easier. We can do it easier by having less expectations of other people so that we don't have all that pain and disappointment. We can do it by being consistent so that we can actually build momentum in our business. We can do that by having a tiger time where we're actually doing the things that need to get done and so it doesn't have to be painful you can make changes and shifts and make choices that will make it easier and better i have a crying baby so that is my cue i have to go i've kept you long enough thank you so much for listening i will see you back here tomorrow for all about fear see you next time